their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 1057 Fan. No, I mean, this division's tight. These are the defending champs. These are the Cincinnati Bengals coming in here. We know who they are, what they're about, how good they are. This division is, every team is great. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, last couple games, uh, been able to uh, move around uh, definitely a bit more. But, hey, you know, we've seen them healthy and we've seen them not healthy. So, it don't really matter. Finishing the game. When we got the ball, have control of the time, have control of the ball, keep getting first downs until clock say zero and we up with the win. We prove it that. You know, both teams are winning. And I think when you're winning, that's what makes a, a rivalry more intense. Uh, so, because when two teams losing or one team is losing, it's not really a rivalry. Some may say it based off history. Roquan Smith, Ravens All-Pro middle linebacker. Talking about the rivalry between the Bengals and the Ravens, how it's ramped up in intensity over the last couple of years, mainly, as Roquan said, astutely so. Both teams are good. Both teams competing for the same thing. The AFC North Championship, playoff supremacy, getting deep into the postseason. For the Bengals, they've had better luck last couple of years because yep. they've had the better team. Lamar Jackson's been KO'd in 01 or 21. KO'd in 22. Didn't even play in a playoff game between the two teams last year. So the rivalry is big because the teams are better. And as I've said this week, cornerbacks are tied at the hip. They were drafted a year apart. Heisman Trophy winners. Well, two years apart, I should say. Both Heisman Trophy winners. Both big contract kind of guys now. Yeah. Lamar's won an MVP on a personal achievement level. Joe Burrow's been to two uh, AFC championship games and a Super Bowl. Some would say, Vinny, that Joe Burrow's actually the premier quarterback in the division mm-hmm. at this time. And Lamar's trying to prove, or doesn't need to prove in the eyes of some, otherwise. But the point is, you have two franchise quarterbacks, young, not even in their primes, both signed long-term. You have two teams competing for a goal of playoff success. Yes, the rivalry is going to intensify. Now we get them tonight, national TV. Difference for this evening's game compared to way where we thought it was going to be a week ago. Both coming off losses. Yep. A week ago today, they were both riding four-game winning streaks. They were both favorite at home. And then they both lose. Houston beats Cincinnati. Ravens lose to Cleveland, both at the gun on walk-off kicks. So here we are a week later. Well, the Ravens lead in the AFC North down to a half a game. when They could have really finished Cleveland, basically, and stacked another game in the standings in their favor. Cincinnati now, they're trying to win to avoid falling to 500, 0-3 in the division, one in five in the conference. So it's a very important game for both teams. I mean, the Ravens, I guess, could afford a loss, air quotes, more than the Bengals. But the last thing you want to do if you're Baltimore is lose tonight because then that's three losses at home and three straight in the division. The last thing you want to happen. Yeah, and Bob, you know what's interesting? I mean, people probably don't recall week two you know, but I mean, for the Ravens, these guys did not play in that game. Marlon Humphrey, Tyler Lindenbaum, Ronnie Stanley, Marcus Williams, and Kyle Van Oy was still on McAfee's couch. You know, and then in the secondary, Washington and Darby 
were playing about Washington, Darby, and Rocky Sin were basically alternating at corner. So, you know, you say, oh, you know, how are we going to stop them without uh, Humphrey in there? Humphrey didn't play the last time. You know, and, and T. Higgins had eight catches for 89 yards and two touchdowns and 12 targets, and he's not playing. You know, so things have changed drastically, you know, in that game. And we'll go over the film and stuff, but, you know, like you watch Matabike and you watch um, Michael Pierce from week two to now, they're two totally different dudes. Yeah, better is you, what you're oh, saying. Yeah. Quicker and more explosive. Yeah. And, Bob, how about here was the here was the rushers for the Ravens in that game. Ajabo, Owe, and Clowney were the rushers. And um, they didn't get – they had one sack in the game. You know, so totally different defense, a much better defense, in my opinion, much faster. They play much faster right now. But the thing about it is, is you can't blitz Joe Burrow because the ball comes out so fast. I mean, there you watch how many quick screens and stuff there is tonight, both sides of the ball. I mean, that ball comes out extremely quick. Also heard from Roquan Smith talking about the health of Burrow. First time they played, he was still coming back from the calf injury he suffered early in training camp. So he wasn't himself, and he's starting to get more into the familiar Joe Burrow that we have seen, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So it's a different Joe Burrow from a health perspective than the one the Ravens saw week two of the NFL season. Yeah, and I think the thing that helps him with his calf is he can drive the ball, you know, and he's quicker with his feet and he can – I'm guessing he – you know, he scrambled some in that game, you know, where he ran some. But um, he's, he's feeling better, so mentally, you know, he's going to be – better but he doesn't have the weapons that he had in that game you know so it's it's gonna be and his old line is not playing as especially the guards are not playing that well and i i think that's gonna be a huge advantage for the ravens is is their guards and the right to bob i've always said jonah williams sucks right you know now he's a little better at right tackle but he gets the chip all the time yeah he's always getting help whereas you know, Orlando Brown, I'd bull rush him all the time. I mean, he got walked back like three or four times last game. Old uh, Zeus Jr. Yeah. We're getting reacquainted with his former teammates there. So the Ravens taking on the Bengals. We're at John Harbaugh as well. Not expecting desperation football out of either team. But I'm guessing, Vinny, as we're a week from today, from Thanksgiving, there has to be a sense of desperation for both, as the, yeah. for the reasons we uh, laid out a couple of minutes ago. Division game, both coming off losses. Ravens don't want to lose three at home. Don't want to lose two to division rivals. In Cincinnati, they lose. They fall to five and five with a bunch of teams ahead of them in the standings right now. Bob, I, I always felt like when I was in San Fran, I always felt six and two at home, four and four on the road, you're in. You know, that's worst case that, you know, you go six and two at home, four and four on the road. And then anything above and beyond that, you know, is kind of gravy. That gets you 11, 12, 13 wins. You know, so, yeah, the Ravens, I, I don't think you, – you don't want to keep uh, stacking home losses. No. And we talked about how big that three-game stretch was, and you start it in an ideal situation. You blow out Seattle. Yeah. And then you're up – how many double-digit lead? 14 nothing, 17-3, 24-9, 31-17 over Cleveland, and you lose. And you've already given away a home game to the Colts. 
way back when with Gardner Minshew, who was the backup at the time, now the starter. I mean, they've already had some egregious defeats. They can ill afford a loss, but I think a Cincinnati loss puts them in a very, very difficult situation. No, I, I agree with that too, Bob. But, you know, I mean, they're then they've lost two in a row. I don't know who they play next week, but you know, then they're they can they cannot afford. They'd have they to play the Steelers next week. Whoa, yeah, well, next Sunday. Yeah, but I mean, Bob, they if if they're at five and five, then they're at Jacksonville. So hello, yeah, they they can't afford. Bob, if you lose to the Ravens, they got they can they can maybe lose one more game the rest of the season, right? Because they got seven left. They'd win six. They'd, they'd have to get to ten, and unless the other teams crap, yeah, the bed ahead of them in the division, they're getting in as wild card. They're not winning the AFC North. No, no, they won't win a division. But if they can get it, if they can get to ten, the only problem is if they get to ten, Bob is they'll probably lose a lot of tiebreakers because a loss again, one in five in the conference, yeah. And conference records, then they're going to be some head-to-heads against teams. Well, in the you're division. Be uh, yeah. right. Well, even Houston, say it's yeah. down to them and yeah. the Texans. Houston obviously has advantage there. Four ten, five eight one 581 or 583-1057. You want to get in. It is football Thursday. Ravens have a game tonight. Take it on the Bengals. Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this matchup. It is on Amazon Prime, but... As I saw looking at my TV listings in the Baltimore Sun this morning, it's on ABC, nice. and our ABC affiliate is uh, Channel 2, WMAR. So this game will be on regular TV, so you don't have to stream Jack Squat. Just find the channel and watch it. Ravens and Bengals, a huge game. Burrow versus Lamar, it's not necessarily that simple because they don't face off against one another, but they both get judged. Quarterbacks get judged that way. It's just the way it is, whether it's fair or unfair. Who do you have more confidence in tonight? Both teams trying to bounce back from a loss. Ravens do very well at home in these primetime games. So, advantage Baltimore there, but trends are out the window once they kick things off at 815. 410-583-1057 is the number. If you want to get in, Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland, joining us at the bottom of the hour. Terps taking on Michigan Saturday at noon. College Park, Maryland's bowl eligible. Trying to pull a stunner. They're down 19 in the spread. If they could shock uh, Michigan, all right, we'll forgive the Northwestern loss to some level. We'll forgive Illinois to some level. Then if they beat Michigan, you're like, well, where the hell was this? And where would you be if you would have handled your business Against other schools. It's last home game of the year, by the way, too. Where are the Terps ranked run defense, Bob? I'm not sure. Just the only reason I ask is is Michigan ran it 34 straight times to end the game last last week. Well, you would assume based on watching Maryland every game like I do, and Michigan gets a lot, a lot national. Yeah. The in the trenches will be advantage Wolverines. Yeah. I, I see a lot of runs coming. So we'll see if Maryland can make the big plays, though, because they have yeah. some big playability, but prone to the turnover, the self-inflicted damage with the penalties always yeah. seems to rear its ugly head. But we'll talk to Damon about that. Maryland men taking on Villanova tomorrow in the Gavit games up in Philadelphia. Maryland 0 for North Carolina last week, losing to Davidson and UAB. Villanova lost earlier this week to Philadelphia, one of them big four, or Penn rather, in one of them big four kind of games. 
in Major League Baseball. Garrett Cole wins the Cy Young unanimously in the American League. Blake Snell, free agent. He wins it in San Diego. Second for him, only seventh pitcher to win it in both leagues. But the what I was thinking about it, and you know, tip of the cap to both. But uh, both pitched for teams with gigantic payrolls. Who didn't even make the playoffs? Yeah, two very disappointing teams. But individually, they did well enough to win some postseason accolades, and it looks like the vote is in, and the Oakland A's are going to be relocated to Las Vegas. Well, that's smart. I mean, it's a hellhole where they were. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, as a guy that grew up watching the Oakland A's and the powerhouse teams, and, you know, I get a little melancholy because the change in sports is what it is. It's just funny that Vegas was taboo for many years in sports. Oh, yeah. Now everybody wants to move there. It's video at 80. 1057 the Fed. Anything on your mind, get in. Prediction for the game tonight. Ravens three and a half point favorites. Appropriate or no? Works. Works. Sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. You know, whenever we play these guys, it's always it's always battle. Whatever the records are, the records are. Uh, every time we play these guys, it's gonna be tough. It's always going to be a lot, of, a lot of stake. Joe Burrow, starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Talking about the obvious. Matching up against the Ravens is always something that could be disadvantage. For the opposing team, especially in the last couple of years since Cincinnati has arisen as a contender here in the National Football League. Hey, look, back-to-back AFC Championship games, Super Bowl appearance, you know, speaks for itself, back-to-back division titles. But as we watch the evolution of Joe Burrow, Vinny, how would you judge him based on where he was coming out of college? Remember, he got KO'd his rookie year with a knee injury against the uh, Washington football team at the time to where he is now. Well, I I think... I think he's he's pretty good. I, just because mentally, I think he's he's up up there with the top quarterbacks in the league mentally, you know. And he can make all the throws. the The thing is, was he had a coach that didn't give a crap about offensive line, you know? Because he was Bob. I mean, he was getting the crap beat out of him every year, you know. And I think now, you know, I mean, they put some money into the offensive line. At least is the line great? No, you know, but. If you watch them, they probably get rid of the ball as quick or quicker than anybody, and they run the ball less than anybody. So, like, I mean, I mean, Bob, it's like him and Josh Allen have more on their plates because there's no run game whatsoever for either team. Now, with Lamar, doesn't he kind of facilitate the run game himself? I mean, we talked about it over the course of the season. Keaton Mitchell, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Justice Hill was, what, a fourth-round pick? Yes, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, undrafted free agents. Now, J.K. Dobbins was a second-round pick. Unfortunately, injuries have prevented him from doing his things in the MVP year that Lamar had. You know, Mark Ingram was a first-round pick and a former Heisman winner who was still playing at a Pro Bowl level. But uh, doesn't the Ravens' run game kind of start with Lamar, too, because of the interesting things he can do? Oh, no doubt. I mean, when you're – wanting to stop the Ravens, you know, you got to account for Lamar, you know, as a defensive coordinator. Okay. You know, we got to have a plan in place to be able to stop Lamar running a football because he's going to get, you know, 40 to 80 yards, you know, rushing every game less this year, you know, because he's not asked as much. Um, What do you have rushing? Last time they played, Bobby had 12 carries for 54 yards. So, I mean, that's kind of what – I mean, they had 178 yards rushing last time they played. 
you know, and 54 of it. So, you know, I mean, he takes them from being the top rushing team in the league, Bob, to probably like 10th or 11th average, you know, rushing. I mean, just because of what he's going to bring you. Now, we'll do some film study on the Bengals coming up at 1130, but, you know, just to tease that a little bit, how do you see Roman? How do you see Munkin maybe attacking the Cincinnati Bengals offense or defense tonight? Because the Ravens got off to fast starts. In recent vintage here, it's been the ability to close or inability is what's cost them. Bob, they took three deep shots against Cincinnati last time. Hit two. Aguilar for a touchdown. I remember Zay Flowers down to the three. And then he missed Zay Flowers wide open on another one. Zay was in the slot. Exact same formation. Same thing that we saw last week. And he overshot that one, too. Um, So, um, I see them taking some deep. Bob, he didn't get sacked. Lamar didn't get sacked in the game. And and I biggest reason why the the difference between Cleveland defense, Cincy defense, athleticism, Cleveland's defense, they drafted their linebackers to be able to stop Lamar because they are they're smaller guys that can fly. Now Cincy's linebackers are bigger and not as athletic and not as fast. So and they don't have a Miles Garrett and Darius Smith can run. You know all those guys can run, whereas you know Hendrickson. And whoever's going to Murphy and they're not as athletic and they don't have the speed. So Lamar, he can buy a lot more time in the pocket and Bob, they like to rush four, and then he's got lanes. And then when they blitzed him, he he made DBs miss. So he had a hell of a game last time with two passing touchdowns, two running touchdowns, you know, so he's going to have time to throw because if they want to blitz, so be it, you know, they can get the ball out and, you know, because, I mean, Bob, last time, even in week two, Andrews wasn't 100% healthy till like, week four. You know, so I think Lamar's Lamar is going to have the ability to throw it, and he's going to have the ability to run it. He should get 50-plus yards tonight. It's Vinny Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. This game coming up tonight at 8.15, Baltimore game day uncensored. Pre-game show starts at 5. We're brought to you by Rife. Rice Mirtha uh, Pasaurus. We're at the uh, Brew Brothers, me and Ken Wyman, getting you ready with hour number one. Then it's Tim Barbelay's video, Serato, Mike Preston, Cordell Woodland, getting you ready for the final two hours heading into kickoff. But your confidence level for the Ravens is what? I mean, you're confident they can win, and they're expected to win based on the odds, but the inconsistencies and this whole inability to finish it. They've been outscored in the fourth quarter this season. Sixth worst yeah. point differential in the fourth quarter in the NFL this year. I think that is somewhat concerning, yeah. even though the Ravens' D, we'll get to stats later, is rated rather highly in a lot of categories. Bob, fourth quarter, week two against Cincinnati. Ravens are up 27-17. Bengals take it down and get a touchdown, 27-24. But Ravens get the ball, and I think they get like two yards on the first one. Then remember the jet sweep to uh, Duvernay mm-hmm. and then Lamar scrambled then another jet sweep and then um and then bam bam Bob they're kneeling down game over you know I mean that's that's what they got to do in the fourth quarter now for the Bengals they're coming in here with a sense of desperation but not overwhelmed by the moment given the fact that they've been in two straight championship games and they've won playoff games on the road so yep. as we sit here Vinny on November the 16th 
is this kind of a mini playoff game for the Cincinnati Ball Club? Knowing that they lose, they're 5-5, five and five, they're in last place, and you can look ahead to what Cleveland might be now that Deshaun Watson's out for the season, but there's no guarantees they'll go right in the tank either. No, no, not at all. I mean, Bob, from now on out, basically for them, every game's a playoff game. I mean, when you're sitting five and four and, and people are, you know, seven and two and, you know, you you can't afford to lose because the teams that, that are sitting five, like the Houston, I mean, those those are hot. Those teams are kind of hot, you know. The, the teams that are like the wild card teams now, they're playing pretty good football. It's just crazy what a difference a week makes. A week ago, the Ravens were the best team in the NFL. Yep. As thought by a lot of people, Cincinnati was the scary team emerging in the AFC. Week later, the Ravens are barely in first place in the AFC North. And Cincinnati's a loss away from dropping a 500 and 0-3 in the division. It's a week-to-week league. There's your, uh, there's your cliche. It's Vinny and 80, 105.7 The Fan. Damon Evans joining us next, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Talk about what's happening at College Park. If you want to get in with your prediction for tonight's game, you're scared, say you're scared. If you're uh, thinking confidently, tell us why. 410-583-1057. Bounces off the tackle. Down the right sideline. In for the touchdown. It's Ravens game day. We're talking football all day. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. 105.7 The Fan. Ravens at Bengals tonight. 8-15. Baltimore game day uncensored. Starts at 5. Yours truly, old Bob Haney. Ken Wyman getting you ready for hour number one. 5 to 6. From Brew Brothers down at Horseshoe Casino. And then Vinny, Tim Barbalace, Cordell Woodland, Mike Preston. Taking you up to kickoff. Ravens three and a half point favorites against Cincinnati. We've got you covered next few hours. But the Terps got Villanova tomorrow. College Hoops men. UConn taking on the women tonight in college basketball. And the uh, home finale is coming up Saturday against football, this is, against Michigan. And here to talk about that and more joins us every Thursday. He is the athletic director for the University of Maryland. Go to umterps.com for all of your Maryland needs. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's Damon Evans. Damon, good morning. What's up? Nothing much, fellas. How you doing? Doing all right, man. It's going to be a busy weekend for you guys and gals in uh, College Park. We'll start basketball men. And I know last week at this time, we're very uh, optimistic about the season. Quite frankly, I still am. You know, I'm not exactly John Wooden, but, you know, putting a ball in the basket is usually a recipe for success when it comes to winning games. And Maryland had a really hard time doing that down in Asheville. But you got Villanova coming up tomorrow. And I know the Wildcats, Damon, lost to Penn earlier in the week. But heading into this game tomorrow night in the Gavit games against the Wildcats, you know, is this just a question of they had an off weekend shooting the ball or are we way too early to start getting into concerns and pointing fingers and that sort of thing? Well, obviously, we didn't start the season off like we had hoped. Um, when you're when you're sitting at 1-2 and two and you expect it to be 3-0, oh, uh, that's, that, that's something that just really hits you in the gut. But uh, there's a lot of basketball left. Uh, Kevin Willard will make the necessary adjustments. 
Uh, we got to remember we're we're trying to put together a new team. We've got three returners, and we've got some new guys out there, and starting uh, Deshaun Harris Smith and, and George Geronimo. So just trying to get those lineups right. Uh, don't like losing. I don't want anyone to think that I do or that we do. And uh, Kevin is on it, and and we'll we'll figure this thing out. There's and. Uh, get on the right track, and hopefully that starts off tomorrow night against Villanova. I don't want us to take Villanova for granted because they lost to Penn uh, because Villanova is a good basketball team, and we need to be prepared. Now, with college hoops in general, Damon, I mean, tons of upsets already in the top 10, top 15. Is this just the nature of the sport where with the portal and all the other, you know, uh, things that come on outside of just recruiting normally, is this just the norm here where you're, hey, I'm a power five school, roll over and take your L, where these uh, schools, lesser air quotes, are like, no, nah, I don't think so. Well, at the end of the day, I think you are seeing more parity in, in college basketball. I think that's due in large part to – uh, the transfer portal, NIL, and so forth. I, I've been looking around the country as well. You see uh, Southern Cal loses to UC Irvine the other night, and Georgetown uh, lost a game to, I think it was Holy Cross. And then you look at Villanova losing to someone and uh, being pinned, and you look at Michigan uh, Michigan State, I'm sorry, losing to JMU. So you're starting to see games are a lot closer than a lot of people expect. You People typically think they're going to be blowouts when a major is playing a mid-major. Uh, that's just not the case today. But that means we have to be more prepared, and our, and our players have to go into these games understanding that it's a great opportunity for the mid-majors to play against teams like Maryland or others that are in the Power Five and get that upset. So uh, I think all teams we play are formidable opponents, and we just need to be prepared. Now, Damon, Got to win. Got to win down in Lincoln. I can imagine um, you sitting there and, you know, in a 13-10 game, you're tense, your probably armpits are sweating, you know, and you're nervous as hell. And then you figure Hemby's going to go in and score. He fumbles. They drive it down the field. They throw an interception. Then you guys, you know, talk to me about what your emotions were like during that game. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> Let's just be candid. It, it was a roller coaster. Um just too many mistakes at the at the wrong time. But I think what I really took away from that game was this. One, we, we got the win and got bowl eligible for the third year in a row, which is significant. And, and I know I don't want our fans to think that we're content with where we are. But also I think we need to take a hard look at uh, where we've been and where we are today. And to be bowl eligible three years in a row, that hadn't happened in 15 years. And I want to remind people of that. But, again, we're not content. The other thing that I take away from that game is this. A lot of people thought our team had given up and that we were just going to roll over. Mm -hmm. What I saw was still some fight in us. Uh, we faced some adversity. And this team found a way to win, and that made me feel good about it. Now, there's a lot that we got to do to correct. Uh, if you go look at the, the stats, we, we, we piled up some yards. Uh, we did some good things. We got five turnovers. But unfortunately, we kept shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, and I think we should have had 14 to 17 more points. But neither here nor there, we got the win. We've got a good test this weekend, another opportunity, and we just got to go in uh, and go in um, fighting hard and knowing that we're facing the number two team in the country. Now, Damon, you got the run defense ready? I mean, they ran it, what, 34 straight times against Penn State? Well, you know what? If we, if we don't know that they're going to run the ball, <laughs> then something's wrong with us. Uh, 
obviously they've got a great offensive line. They may have the best offensive line in the country, um, and that's a credit to them. They've got really good running backs. I know Quorum is fantastic, and the other guy is just as good. So we've got to be prepared. But I expect them to run and throw the ball. I'll be candid with you. It Mm -hmm. would surprise me if they didn't throw the ball around a lot this weekend as well. So we just need to be prepared to play a really, really good football team. Yeah, Corum, of course, one of the St. Francis here in Baltimore. He's Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland. Now, speaking of the game uh, Saturday, which is the last home game for the Terps here in 2023, and we talked about it earlier in the season, Damon, Maryland getting a lot of national TV attention, and that's going to be the case again this weekend against the Wolverines. Well, we're excited to have the big noon uh, kickoff here. Uh, to have their A-team here in town with Gus Johnson, Joe Platt, and Jenny Taft calling the game. And then you know the guys who will be up there, Rob Stone and Matt Liner and Brady Quinn, Mark Ingram and Urban Meyer. So it's going to be great to have that set here uh, at La Plata Beach right near CQ Stadium. It's, it's it, within walking distance. That show runs from 10 to 12, but fans can start showing up at 8 o'clock. So uh, we hope that we have a big turnout for that. And it's just the national exposure. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, Michigan, they're going to be tough. That's what you want. These are the types of games you live for. This is why you come to play in the Big Ten so you can play on Fox Big Noon. You can play against the number two team or number three team in the country and really go out there and show what you're worth. So a lot of excitement around for us this weekend. And then for Michigan, Damon, I mean, they got Ohio State next week, so – you know, hopefully they don't bring their A game, which would be a big benefit. Now, the big thing to me is is the penalty. You know, it's like eight to ten penalties. And, like, a lot of the dumb penalties that, like you said, you know, you keep kicking yourself, you know, you just keep kicking yourself, you know. So how do you get rid of the dumb penalties? You know, like hitting a guy out of bounds and all those, those – the drive killers. Our players need to first and foremost understand that we're not – to a point yet where we can afford to have those types of penalties and still win games against really good teams. We need to really play well and be disciplined. And I I know, and Locks addresses this a lot. Everyone needs to understand, don't think that Locks doesn't realize it. Don't think that he's not trying to fix it because he is. And we all are trying to see what the heck is going on. Uh, it just doesn't happen at the University of Maryland. It happens across the country. I want people to know I look at these, these stats. But we need to take care of ourselves. We need to clean up our game, first and foremost. And you're going to have penalties, but let's make sure we don't have the penalties at the most inopportune times. And that's what we've done, taking ourselves out of field goal range, costing ourselves first downs, costing ourselves touchdowns. We got to play a clean game. Yep. We got to fight hard and, and uh, really exercise some good judgment. Damon Evans, Athletic Director, University of Maryland Terrapins. Go to umterps.com for all of your Maryland needs. But Maryland women tonight, hoop style. Damon taking on UConn, little FS1 fun there. Right. What can you say? This is a tough, tough uh, schedule. We just come off of playing South Carolina, um, which they really took it to us. Uh, we, we fought, but we were overmatched against South Carolina, and now they're up to number one in the polls. You see how fast they jumped up, and now we're at UConn. But these are the types of games that prepare you for the rest of the season. Um, when you go up against opponents like this, 
This is what it's going to take. These are the types of teams you're going to have to beat if you want to get to that Final Four. And so I look, I look forward to the game tonight at 6.30 on FS1. Uh, tune in, everyone. Uh, UConn's coming off of a loss. They got beat by NC State the other day, so uh, I'm optimistic about uh, the chances we have. We beat them at home last year. So uh, another great game, another great opportunity, and let's see how it unfolds. David Evans, it is Total Request Thursday. Pick a song heading into this weekend. You know what? Since we got the big noon kickoff here, and their theme song is Boom, let's play Boom by Ex-Ambassadors. We got that covered, David Evans. Thank you for the time, as always. Enjoy the fun tonight with the Maryland women. Have a great time this weekend. We'll talk. Well, next week's Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. How's that sound? All right, guys. Take care. All right, Damon. Good luck. Damn, it is Thanksgiving next week, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that came out of nowhere, didn't it? And then well, you're off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sometimes just being away from here is vacation enough. Right, Nolan? <laughs> Zinni at 80, 1057. The fan will come back. Take your phone calls at 410-583-1057. Prediction for tonight. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites against Cincinnati. Two teams in need of a win, even though they're both riding high a week ago. And they've got Vinny's keys to victory. Ravens, okay, sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. Like, for instance, in one win, I think Seattle, they didn't hit any keys and won by like 35 points, whatever it was. Or it might have been Arizona. But then you hit some keys and you wind up losing the game. Yeah. Now we're going to have keys for this week's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. It will behoove them to get it. What do you think? One day trade. That's three cents a share. That's $3. And one plays scratch-offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in... The Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. That's what I'm gonna do. Is that the song? I know what's this called. This is Boom by uh, X Ambassadors. Wow. Uh, to be honest, I'm not familiar. Nah. No, I'm more of a out of tradition. I watch College Game Day on ESPN. But I do check this show out from time to time. And I didn't really know what the theme song was. I got to be honest with you. Me either. Now, College Game Day is the uh, big and rich coming to your city. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this is going to be in Maryland coming up this Saturday. The song will. I don't know if the band, but the song will because the crew is going to be there getting you ready for the big noon kickoff. Maryland taking on Michigan Terps 19-point underdogs in that one total points is 50 and a half Ravens three and a half point favorites today against the Cincinnati Bengals your prediction is what we'll do ours later in the show it will be a nice relaxing Sunday because there's no rooting in well unless you want to root against somebody or you have a financial stake in the game but just to sit back and go okay let's enjoy a little football here no, yep. that's going to be a fun thing to watch because the Ravens can be somewhat nerve wracking. And I'm guessing our nerves will be racked at some point tonight. Let's get out to the phones. Go to Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing today, man? What's Good, Rashawn. Hey, man, listen, I'm a little nervous about tonight. Um, first of all, I'm going down there. It's going to be my first game of the season. Actually, my first home game um, since last season. Week you going to come by Brew Brothers? You coming by Brew Brothers? Where is that at? Casino. Oh, the casino? Oh, yeah, I stopped by. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped by. Have a few. 
You know, you going to be there, Bob? Oh, hell yeah. From five to six, I'll probably lose okay. a bunch of money before you even show up, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> oh, I hope not, man. <laughs> so, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous with, um, of course, Humphreys being out and everything. Yeah, but Rashawn, he didn't play in the last game. Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, that's right, yeah. Rocky yeah. Sin, Darby, and Washington rotated. And what was that? Was that a close game? I can't recall. 27-24. Oh, three-point game, huh? So it was the I'm, Ravens were up twenty-seven seventeen. You know, I'm, I mean, they were dominating. They took that first drive down, scored. You know, long drive. They had the ball ten minutes in the first quarter. They they outgained them, or in the first half, sixteen first downs to four. But it was what ten ten or thirteen ten Ravens. But mm-hmm. they gave up that punt return, eighty-three yard punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, I remember that now. Yep, yep. So I mean. Man, they just got to come out to play hard. This is they got to treat this as a must-win game because you know the oh, Bengals no thinking the same thing after losing, dropping that one to the Texans at home. So um, we shall see. I mean, hopefully, can get some pressure on Burrow and um, don't let Chase have a big game against. I guess they're going to have uh, uh, Steve Stevens on him. Chase's could be a one-man gang. Yeah, him exactly. and Burrow are vibing at the same time for sure. Yeah, he, yeah. he tore he tore this in the past. So, no. Rashawn, last game Higgins had eight for eighty nine and two touchdowns against the Ravens. Ooh, in week yeah, and two, he's going to be out too. So, yeah. yeah, so that's a big thing. You know, at least we don't got to worry about him tonight, man. But uh, yeah, we should see, man. Because they lose, I would hate to be out tomorrow morning on the show, man. I think everybody's getting fired tomorrow. Yeah, I can't go <laughs> two weeks of whining. Yeah, you know, what I mean? two two yeah. games of whining in one week. All right, Rashawn, if you got uh, stop by tonight, we'll be at Brew Brothers. Just uh, ask for Vinny; he's got all that clout down there. All right, man. Sure, man. See y'all later on. It's Vinny at 81057.7 The Fan. Let's go to Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, what's happening? How's it going, guys? Good, Mitch. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. It had to happen on Thursday. And, of course, I'm out of the, the jurisdiction of uh, evening the radio. So I can only see the box scores. It's, it's so unfair to have, one, to have these Thursday games. It really is. But you know what's coming. Um, these are the two. These two quarterbacks are definitely going to be an MVP uh, race, along with you know Patrick and Hurst. Um, it'd be, it's going to be a great race. For, I'd say the winner. Uh, the winner of this game has got a, a chance. I mean, there's still a long way to go. A lot of big games, but it gives them an edge up. You think Burrow's in the MVP camp? Not yet. They no. got to win about five in a row. Yeah, I don't think Burrow's in consideration. And we just said the winner of this game also has the best chance of playing Kansas in, in the AFC. I think it's come down to four teams that are. Being the final four to get to the Super Bowl, and I think it'd be Baltimore or Cincinnati against Kansas City because Kansas City is in the weak division. Anyway, thanks for taking call. Enjoy the game. All right, Rich or Mitch, you enjoy the game. What do you say? Can't get radio or TV. Yeah, where's he live? New Jersey is that in Mars? I guess he just listens on the radio. Okay, so it's blacked out. Obviously, we can't play the typical Thursday night game like well, we normally would. I'm just assuming. He, he, we've been talking to Mitch forever. He's from New Jersey. That they've got to have some station up there that plays the game. Like he said, uh, box score is always there for there you. you, go. If you <laughs> got, follow along. If you got Sirius Radio, or if you got the Odyssey app, or no, you, no, not the Odyssey app. If you have Sirius Radio, you can get the game. All right, let's go to uh, Kai in Reisterstown. Kai, what's happening? Happy Purple. I'm going to say Friday, Thursday, fellas. What's going on? Um, Kai, let me ask you a question real quick before we get into this Ravens. Why are there fights on a night? And why are Shakur Stevenson and uh, Rolando Navarrete fighting on a Thursday night when this would have been all about a tomorrow night? They're not fighting one another, by the way. Two champions defending their belts. But why are they fighting on a Thursday night? 
That's a that's the big million dollar question. I know. I, take the hell. Top rank, top. But I love top rank because they give us they give it to us. You can't you can't fault top rank for this uh, about Haney. They give us good fights. Damn it. Damn. And it's, it's, it's Thursday night at Ravens. I agree. It's, it's it's tough. It's tough. And I'm gonna record it because uh, listen, Shakur Stevenson got he have a hell of a uh, fight on his hands, man. People don't know this guy, but this will be one of Shakur's toughest fights. Thus far, oh, yeah. mark my word on that, Bob Haney. And uh-huh. undercard is crazy. Yep. Troy Osley, DC kid. Um, you got uh, 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 Norman. It's a few. The undercard is loaded. Man, so. Adarete could be fighting Stevenson if they both win tonight. Anyway, on to the Ravens. What you got, man? Coming up on top of the on to, on to the Ravens, Vinny. Um, I really think last week uh, we didn't fire off the ball. I think these offensive linemen, uh, you know, he was on their heels a lot. Let them fire off the ball. Let them get nasty. I think we'll see some of that. I'm looking forward to Keaton Mitchell um, running at least getting at least ten carries this game. So, incorporate him. But uh, as far as our defensively, uh, we I think we 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 got Chase covered up, man. We got to put a body on top of safety over top of him now. That Higgins that Higgins loss is so huge, man. In my opinion, because yep. Higgins is a number one receiver in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So offensively, just let's just go with the short slants. I want I want to run a ball, man. I want to run a ball, but I want to go with short slants because just throwing a screen out to the guys, that's just like a running play, in my opinion. So just keep the guys – I don't know. This is going to be a close game. I'm going 31-26, fellas. All right. Kai and Reisterstown, 31-26. At least it will be an enjoyable game to watch. Yeah. It'll be – yeah, I don't, I'm not going to give my score yet, but I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be a good game. You know, if somebody turns the ball over, I mean – that's going to be the key. I mean, like, Bob, last time the Ravens were dominating, they give up 83-yard punt return to get the Bengals back in the game. Otherwise, you know, you're looking at 10 nothing, maybe 17 nothing, and a blowout at halftime. We'll do our picks at 115, as a matter of fact, for today's game. You can do yours now. 410-583-1057. Ravens, eight, uh, three and a half point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. Somebody is going to take an L that's going to be very, let's just say, stinging for them heading into the holiday weekend. When we come back, Vinny's keys to victory. Ravens trying to get that nasty, ugly taste of defeat from Cleveland out of their mouths. How do they get it done? You'll find out next.